Welcome to the Doc G Show, a radio show cluster. F- Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben Doc G Gordon. And we are on the air. Welcome to the Doc G Show. I am your host, Doc G. With me, as always, Mr. Dave Burles, Berlin. Doc, what another beautiful Wednesday here in Jacksonville, Florida. Yes! It's beautiful, man. It's beautiful. I love, I don't care what those naysayers say. I, I love when summer comes around. That's right. I love summer coming around. Yeah, it gets a little bit hot, but you know what? I love it. Yes! It's fine. Dude, that's, that's my thing is, like, I would take 102 over 12, like, any day of the week. Yeah. So true. Yeah, your experience in New Jersey solidified that for you. You said, you know yeah, what? I Pass. Strong stance on that opinion. Amen. Exactly. I am right there with you 110%, but I need to get something. I need to get something else off my chest, Dave. Wait, what? Get it's, it off. It's I, I I know it's 2019, and what I'm getting ready to say, maybe a maybe a hot button issue. Word. I, we may even have protests outside of the studios. I get it, but I can't sit here doing this show and not set the record straight. So here goes. I don't really get why some people like horses so much. Huh? Yeah. Horses? Yeah, I said it. I don't get it. I'll stand by my statement, adorable. Nope. I don't get it. I'm a little confused why people, some people, like, don't get me wrong. I don't dislike horses. I'm just ambivalent toward them. They're not. They're like big dogs. They're not that. They're not fluffy, man. Nope. They're not fluffy. Nope. They're, they're, they're pretty soft feeling, they though. Just sand Their tails there are fluffy. And chew hay. It's not. I mean, some people, they really love horses. They have horse shirts. They spend all day on horse farms. They feed them carrots. So true. I mean, I'm with my lady Helen Hancocks. I'd rather see an alpaca than a horse. That's right. I, if, you, if you're telling me which one's going to walk by my office today, I'd rather see an alpaca. Yes! Bring one of those guys by. I mean, but like, aren't alpacas like mean? Well, I what maybe, but at least they got a little tood, you know. That's all right. I mean, honestly, I'm not sure if horses break my top fifty animals. I'd most like to see around. That's a fact. I mean, um, who? I, I could probably agree with that. Yeah, I, I mean, who, who out there? Any listener out there? Honestly, tell me they'd rather be around a horse than a southern rockhopper penguin, huh? Yeah. Huh? Oh yeah. I'm I'm on your side on that one for sure. If any listener doesn't know what a southern rockhopper penguin is, YouTube it. You will agree. You'll be like, my goodness. I mean, any penguin, really. Really, but a rockhopper. He's a little teeny. He likes to jump around. He's pretty awesome. He's pretty awesome. Okay. Horse. I mean, number one reason I'm not I'm interested in any animal uh, is usually that they're fluffy. Fluffy cat, fluffy dog, fluffy lemur, fluffy panda bear. Horses? Not fluffy. Nope. Not fluffy. And and then, on top of that, most horse lovers, they love they love them because they love to ride them. And I got to mm-hmm. be honest, that seems a bit selfish. Yes! Seems a little bit selfish. And since I brought that up, 
I think I'm going to bring up something everybody has. A bad horse riding story. Dave, do you have a bad horse riding story? Hmm. Nah, man. The the couple of times that I've ridden them um, have been pretty pleasant. Well, let me take but... you down memory lane of my horse story. Oh, I uh, oh I went to a birthday party back in the day. Uh, pretty sure I think it was third grade. It was Matt Wells' mm-hmm. birthday party, and he had a house on Shout a farm. Shout out to Matt Wells. Yeah, Shout Matt out. Wells. That's right. Hope he's doing well. Haven't talked to him in 30 years. Should be doing <laughs> something like that. <laughs> uh, so Matt's parents uh, are like, okay, we're going to put all these little kids, we're going to get them on horses. Hmm. And I was like, guys, I'm not too big on this. I don't I don't really want to get on an animal that weighs like 15 more times more than I do. That doesn't sound like a good idea. And they're like, shut up and get on your horse. Jeez. And I was like, eh, all right. They threw me up on a horse, right? And we're walking out. They're just like, you know, parading us around. There's somebody in front that's leading us around these fields. And my horse clearly wasn't mm-hmm. listening to me. He was not like he was just trotting wherever he wanted to go didn't really care i had no control over him he knew that and then matt's mom comes out of the house and is like guys pizza's here wait what and everybody's like "Woo!" and they jump off their horses and they run inside meanwhile my horse has picked up speed he just starts trotting off into the distance and i'm in third grade oh, crap <laughs> my third grade brain is like whoa he's going way too fast to jump off ben do not jump off of this horse. You will die. That's a fact. You will literally die. And so, like, I'm just, mm. like, looking around, like, anybody? No. And I'm just riding off into the sunset on my horse, not able to jump off. Girl, come on. So, finally, after, like, 15 minutes, I just decided, I was like, I'm going to have to. going to have to jump off. And, I, and mm-hmm. you know, looking back in hindsight, I'm a little offended that no one at the party seemed to care that I was gone that long. Yes! Like, I literally was uh, gone that long. They were too long. busy eating pizza. Yeah, nobody even, the, the mom didn't come out like, eh, wasn't there another kid? One with fuzzy black hair? Wasn't there one of those guys and, out here? And a beard? Nah, I yeah, I did. It was <laughs> 10-year-old beard. It was nice. Um, <laughs> but they didn't care. Anyways, I jumped off the horse. Uh, I feel like the horse was looking for a low-hanging branch just to knock me off. He was like, there's got to be some around here. I can just sort of edge him off, just knock him off. How do I get rid of this dead weight? Exactly. The point is, horse didn't win any points that day. They did not win me over. I am very ambivalent to horses. And I hate to break it to horse lovers, but there are plenty of other transportation these days. That's a fact. That, that was pretty anticlimactic. I thought you were going to, like, jump off and break but I your did, arm I, or something. I did. I didn't break anything, luckily. I just jumped off and was like, okay, I don't really like horses and that you, much. And then you fell, like, six feet, and you were good to go. <laughs> yeah, well, I just fell into a bunch of mud and was like, all right, pizza, let's get it, you know? But, like, I mean, like, electrolyzed scooters, you go on that. That's a fact. Which, I mean, listen, when you have electric, electrolyzed, uh, electro, wait, what? <laughs> electrolyzed, sco- you'll I, get it. I can't get it. I can't get it. Scooter. If you have a scooter, you can tell it to stop and it will. And it won't sh- the street. That's another benefit of a scooter right there. Plus, an electrolyzed scooter, it doesn't care that you're taking it for a ride. The horse, probably not a fan of it. Ta- you taking it for a ride. So, I mean, I'm just saying... Horses, not on the top Fair of my point. list. Now I've spoken my piece. I feel like I can move on. Dave, are you ready to fire this show that will no doubt be canceled because of our radical views on horses? Yes! 
Yeah, let's fire it up. For the, maybe for the last time. Woo! Gotta fire it up quick. Five. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and lift off. My God, the horse thing. You don't even want to know. We're gonna have protesters like there's no tomorrow. But we might be able to win them over because we have a fantastic show today. Yes! We have none other than London Brown from the hit HBO series Ballers. <laughs> My boy, Reggie, on the show, on the show, One and of I, my favorite characters. I gotta say, talking to him just a little bit, you know, before coming on this interview, seems like such a nice guy. You're like, man, I'll tell you that Reggie character throws me for a curveball. That's a fact. You seem. I know. I I I didn't know what to expect. You throw me for he's such a good actor. He completely threw me for a curveball, man. Uh, right. Now right. on top of that, not only. Do we have London Brown? We have new music from Tropadella. Yes! Yes! There we go. They put out a new album this past Friday called Here in the Heights. And let me tell you, you got to hear these jams, folks. You're going to be excited to hear these jams. Yes! You're going to be jamming. Uh, but first, we start where we start. Birthday suit. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Uh, okay, here we go. Born uh, June 12th, 1924 in wow. Milton, Massachusetts. Our birthday suit wearer moved to Greenwich, Connecticut with his family short after birth. Our birthday suit wearer's nickname was Poppy because he was, he was named after his granddad, whose nickname was was Pop, hmm. which seems a little weird that you'd call a kid Poppy, but whatever. His nickname was yeah. Poppy. <laughs> Immediately following his 18th birthday, our birthday suit wearer went into the Navy mm-hmm. because of the breakout of World War II. After the war, he went to Yale, and he married Barbara Pierce. Hmm. He first started in the oil business after college in Texas. But after making a couple millions, he started going into public service. He started working at the CIA, and then he was elected into the House of Representatives. He was then vice president from 1980 to 1988. And in 1988, he was elected president for one term. Hmm. His son later also became president from 2000 to 2008. George H. Bush. Boom! George H. Bush. Yes. Yes, indeed. George H.W. Good, good president there. 95, huh? No, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? 95. What are we talking about? You said there? 1924. That was it. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, he died, uh, sadly, November 30th, oh, like 2018. A- yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. So, so he made it to 94. Dang. Made it to 94. Uh, which, uh, oh, there, for, there for a couple of months, he was our longest living president. So true. Um, but Jimmy Carter beat him out. So uh, he had the title for a very short time. Fun fact, George H.W. Bush, uh, do you know his nickname mm-hmm. in the Navy? Hmm. I do not. Skin. Word. <laughs> I have Skin. I have no idea that why sounds his like there's some story behind that. Was skin, but apparently it was skin. Now, Dave, I will give you as I told you earlier, I came in the uh, I came to acquire some money this week. Yes! I will give mm-hmm. you a hundred dollars 
right now, if you can mm-hmm. tell me the other father-son duo of presidents. Say what? Um... Too long. I'm going to <laughs> answer now. What is it? I don't know. Carter. John, John Adams and John Quincy Adams. Yes. Our second uh, president. Yes, John I'm Adams. I'm still poor. <laughs> yeah, I know. I could see it. It was clicking in your head. You're like, what is it? What is it? I don't know. I was like trying to go through and I, I just, my list of President knowledge is not as good as yours. It's a, it's a, it's a. Don't worry. You, if you stick with the show long one, enough, one day you'll get maybe there. when I get to your age. Yeah, when you get to the age of seventy-four, you'll know. Uh, <laughs> Dave, it's time. It's time of the week I'm for ready. everybody to realize how your lives pale I need in to, comparison. I need to know how Millards are doing. Exactly. How everybody sucks except for Millards. They rock in a segment we call Millard's Still Exists. It's Millard time. Dave, you're ready. Here it comes. This week's Millard. He's going to be a stud. Millard Y. Chan. Yes. Millard Y. Chan. First off, I know what you're saying. What's he do? What's he do, Ben? Well... He is on the yep, board of directors of Tech Coast Angels. Say what? That's right. What do these guys Ooh. do? They fuel the growth of innovative companies and entrepreneurs in the tech world in Southern California. My lord! Yes! Oh. He you is know that man's big time. Creating technology, my friend. He is fueling technology. I'm, now, I'm thinking of like Silicon Valley where they like rent rooms out to these like tech producers. Yeah. And he's just like in charge. He just like owns a bunch of houses with all these guys working because, you know, yeah. Millard's the freaking man. That's yeah. Fine. Yeah. Now, I know uh, the thing you're thinking, though, you're like, OK, well, how did Millard qualify to be on this board of directors besides his dope <laughs> name that qualifies him to do anything in life? Well, yeah. for starters. He was a he has a bachelor's and master's in chemical engineering. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. He's smart. Yeah. He dominated so much chemical engineering that he wrote a paper titled A Ring Electrode Quartz Crystal Microbalance for in vitro determination of thyroxine levels in the blood. What? Wow. What? Yeah. Because we, we understand every word of that. So true. If you read that paper, you'd be so excited you wouldn't <laughs> sleep for a week. That's right. That's how exciting that paper is. But you know, he dominated chemical engineering so much, he was like, I can't do this anymore. I got to go on to business. So he went on to business. He got an MBA from Columbia. Columbia. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> So he's making millions in the business world. He's a chemical engineering genius. Does he do anything else? Of course. Hmm. Of course. If you've heard this segment, of course he does things other than that. Because he's a Millard, for Christ's sakes. It's a, we could do an hour on what how awesome Millard is. I mean, He's you know. the host of Startup Talk with Millard and Andrew podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, 
Yeah. We're going to lose all of our listeners. Stop it. I know. Please don't <laughs> go out and listen to his podcast. I can't take it. That's right. This man spews out the gospel of business startups with his right-hand man, Andrew, who obviously doesn't have as cool a name, Andrew, not nearly a Millard. Uh, and now you're like, hmm, okay, so he's a dominant businessman, he's a chemical engineering genius, and he's a better podcast host than Doc G. That's a fact. What else does he do? Well, I'll tell you. You want to know something that Millard Y. Chan told me on his LinkedIn that he does? Hmm. He speaks Cantonese and Mandarin. <laughs> That's right. Two types wow. of Chinese mother truckers. He does it. Both of them. Both of them. Freaking international man of mystery. You know what that means? He can tell the folks of the Central District of Hong Kong that they are the best district. Shout out to the Central District. The best district. Yeah! <laughs> yes! Woo! My point is, Dave... You can't spell Millard Y. Chan without Randy. As in, Millard Y. Chan makes me more Randy than a nervous teen on a hot date. Yeah! Millard Amen. Y. Chan! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Woo! Ah, jeez. Oh, wow. So Randy, I had to pull out a 60s turn. Yes. Randy! Do I make ah. you Randy, baby? Yeah. Woo! <laughs> ah, now that I'm Randy, do you want... Do you want to go on to rip from the headlines? Hmm. Uh, well, I'm going to give you a second to decompress. Okay, okay, I'm ready. Okay, let's do it. Here we go. It's now time for rip from the headlines. Uh, Dave. Hmm. Do you ever go hunting? I have not, man. I'm not about killing animals like that. Yeah. I can't do it. Yeah, I don't go I'm hunting too much either. Too softy. I mean, I get it, especially if you're going to eat the meat of the animal you're hunting. I understand it. Sure. I understand mm -hmm. that. Uh, but some people, they really dig hunting. That's a fact. Uh, and one of these folks, they were in the news this past week, uh, and that person would be Tess Tally. Hmm. Tess Tally. So Tess, okay. she put up on social media a post uh, beside the dead black giraffe that she had shot and killed in South Africa. Wait, what? Jeez. Uh, oh, and she got some backlash. A black giraffe? Yeah, black giraffe. It's a rare black giraffe, yeah. And uh, Tally said Shit. she was surprised by the crazy, in quotations, backlash, which involved people showing up at her job and calling her employee to get her, try and get her fired. Hmm. Now, mm. I'm going to jump in here and say... Probably the reason she got so much backlash is I don't think anybody's really impressed by you killing a giraffe. Nope. I'm going to be no, honest. They're slow and big. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I've watched several giraffes at zoos, and I've never once thought, wow, somebody could ever bring down that hulking behemoth of raw power. <laughs> like, I've never thought that of a giraffe. I'm pretty sure when you shoot a giraffe, you don't even have to aim. Nope. They're giant. They literally are the broadside of a barn. So true. Like you, you exactly. can close, you can close your eyes and hit a giraffe. And then second, what's their defense? Their defense literally is called necking. Wait, what? Their defense is a euphemism for making out. If we can use another well, '60s term, 
Like that's all they what have. They, what is what, what is necking? They hit people with their neck. That's it. Oh, God. that's it. And then the last okay. thing, they look like they want to take a nap at all times. <laughs> Man, like, they always look sleepy. They always look sleepy. <laughs> it just doesn't seem like an impressive kill. Now, on the other hand, if Maximus from Gladiator, if he had posed for a picture with the tiger that he had killed with his sword in the Colosseum, I, I don't know how many people would have complained. Word. That was pretty impressive. I mean, he killed that tiger after it jumped on his back with a, with a sword. I mean... People would still complain. Yeah, they would. But, I mean, he'd be like, hey, that tiger was getting ready to let's kill see, me. Let's Self see defense. you do it. Yeah. Self-defense. Dave, have you noticed that there are an unusual number of tornadoes around the country? Hmm. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Why? Se- several people have noticed this problem. Uh, several in the scientific community uh, attribute it to unstable atmospheres due to uh, climate change. Uh, however, a man... Hmm from central Pennsylvania, he had a slightly different idea of why there may be so many tornadoes in his neck of the woods. Uh, So TV station WNEP in central Pennsylvania has a segment called Talk Back, where they play voice messages of the listeners in their area. Uh, And they, you know, talk back about the segments that they want to talk back about. Well, one gentleman Mm -hmm. called in and said he knew... Why there were so many tornadoes, and he did call them tornadoes. Uh, it was mm-hmm. because they keep making all these traffic circles where cars keep going round and round and disturbing the atmosphere, causing wind to change, causing tornadoes. Wow, that's deep. I've heard a lot of arguments why people don't like roundabouts, but that might be the best. <laughs> Like, that no, might be the best. We're not allowed to have them anymore. I mean, do you think there's a weird correlation between the increase in roundabouts being made and the increase in tornadoes? That's what this I guy mean, thinks. That's he, what this guy thinks. It's a dumb point, but he's got it. It's there. <laughs> it's there. Dave, what is the worst, speaking of cars, what's the worst accident you've seen in a car? Not, like, from the car moving but from people doing something dumb in the car. Hmm. Like an accident caused by them doing yeah, something Yeah, like have dumb? you ever seen someone close their finger in a car door? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a rough move right there. I saw that happen at basketball camp one time. Needless. Or when you're coming, you're put, you're doing something in like your trunk, and then you just nail the back of your head. Oh, that's the worst. You raise up fast. That is the worst. Um. Yeah. Now, most of the time, this happens because someone is not paying attention, and they close the door on their thumb, they raise their head up. But what if it was the car's fault, Dave? Word. That's apparently what happened to 81-year-old Theodore Levy. So Theodore Levy, Theo, as I like to call him, Theo bought a new Jaguar XJLR. And, uh, you know... Yeah, fancy car. Evidently, Theo's worked hard in life to get himself to a point where he can enjoy his retirement with the Jaguar XLR. And uh, mm-hmm. apparently, this door or these uh, this car has soft close automatic doors. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, apparently, they're not so soft. 
Because the other day, Theo filed a lawsuit against Jaguar in New Jersey, claiming that the automatic closing door took his finger off. Wait, what? Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Holy crap. This is how the lawsuit put it. The soft-close automatic mechanism and motor pulled the driver's door firmly and not so softly, pulverizing the bone structure and crushed the flesh, nerves, blood vessels, tendons, and musculature of the distal portion of Le- uh, Levy's right thumb. Ew. Wow. Yikes. Yikes. Literally the whole half past the knuckle. I can Oh my goodness. I can only hope Theo's wife didn't like convince him to get that extra extra uh option on the doors. Like package. Mm. Like Theo, it'll be fancy, man. You'll get out, the door will close. What could go Your wrong? Your buddies all love it. Get him. You never close the door anyways. <laughs> For the rest of Theo's life, he'll look at his wife and be like, "Nothing go wrong, huh?" I've got no thumb. <laughs> no thumb. There goes thumb. his golf game. Yeah. Mm. Yikes. Sorry, Theo. Sorry. Dave, I'm guessing you've never been involved in any illegal gambling, right? Never illegal gambling. Um, um, I, I'm not going to talk about Don't incriminate yourself. You've never been in yep. any uh, gambling. That's a fact. Well, perhaps you've seen I've illegal. I've never been in any gambling. So true. Uh, perhaps you've seen illegal gambling in movies. Often this yeah. happens oh, in, yeah. in mafia movies. The illegal gambling operations have to have a fake cover business to conceal yeah. their the, illegal the laundry gambling. laundry Yeah, yeah. Well, apparently in Gwinnett County, Georgia, there was a group performing some illegal gambling, and they had a cover business. And I've got to say, they may have chosen the worst cover business ever. Their cover business was a VHS video rental store. That's crazy. (laughs) That's right. VHS video rental store. One of the detectives that busted this case said the newest video they had was an action movie from 2007. Sweet. They busted in. That was the newest. Twelve years old was the newest That's video so they funny. had. They might have. They might as well have had a sign outside that said, "Don't worry, totally no illegal gambling going on in the back of this building. Whatever you oh. do, don't look in the back of this building because there's no illegal gambling going on." They should have had a sign that said that if they were going to have that as their cover business. So true. Uh, Dave, we've mentioned before on this program uh, that you're in a relationship. Shout out to Kayla. Shout out. Um, yeah, shout out to Kayla. Dave, I'm guessing you guys, you seem to be pretty calm, folks. You probably never had any super serious fi- fights nope. between each other. Oh, yeah. No, we're very... Very calm. You know. Very calm. Uh, yeah. Well... Yeah, we, we deal with things like adults. Domestic violence, you know it's serious. Um, oh, Oof. But you know what detracts from the seriousness of the situation of domestic violence? Hmm. When somebody um. uses ketchup to su- s- assault the other person. Wait, what? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. So in. P- Did they squirt? Like they covered them in ketchup? Yes. Or they hit them with so, the ketchup bottle? So in Pinellas County, Florida, down there near Tampa, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. a man 
covered his lady friend in ketchup while she was sleeping. Hmm. So, so 41-year-old Peter Wagner, uh, he had an argument with his lady friend of 11 years. Apparently, the two were arguing about his lady's infidelity. Yikes. Jeez. Yikes. Uh, The lady, Heather King, had had enough, and uh, she was like, you know what? I've had enough of this argument. I'm going to sleep. Hmm. She went to sleep, and she was woken up by Peter standing over her, pouring ketchup on her, with Peter yelling, yeah! Yeah, that's what you get, Yeah! Little... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Crazy. Heather, <laughs> Heather called the police. The police arrived at the scene, asked Peter if this was true, and of course, in true cop's fashion, he said, no, totally not true, although his pants were covered in ketchup. Oh. So, Dude, so if, little inc- if I would have done that to Kayla, I would have been dead before the cops got there because she is in love with, like, interior decorating and, like, you know all that stuff. I, I just so with the bed getting ketchup on it. Ooh. <laughs> I just oh, want I just want to know what Pete's thought process was to get him to that point. Hmm. Like how does that solve or like make him feel better? Yeah, that he was anything? getting going through options of like debate and retaliation, and he was like, "Yeah, ketchup." Word. Like, <laughs> did he think she was gonna He's think like, it was hmm. blood, or just like she hate ketchup? Or like, like what was? Oh yeah, maybe she really hates ketchup. Like, I just, I just gotta know, like Pete. Maybe she's allergic to tomatoes. I just, well, uh, they didn't say. Like she seemed to be fine with a gallon of ketchup yeah. on her. So like, I don't know. I don't know. So um, Samuel Good and Douglas France in Pennsylvania, they're going to jail. Hmm. Do you want to know how Ooh. they got there? Yes, please. So Sam and Doug, they're in Pittsburgh, and uh, they apparently went into Home Depot, and they stole a couple of DeWalt electric drills. Yeah. Nice. Then apparently they put the drills in pillowcase, and they went walking around the city until they bumped into Chris Joliet and said, hey, you look like a guy that'd like to buy some power tools. Would you like to buy these power tools? And Chris said, well, you have. They proceeded to uh, show Chris the uh, DeWalt drills that still, still had the price tags from Home Depot on them. Girl, come on! They didn't, mm-hmm. they didn't even take the price tags off. Didn't take them off. It was at this time that okay. Chris decided to let them know he was an undercover police officer and they were under arrest. Ah! It's, it's so weird how these Again, yeah. criminals... Happen to find undercover it's cops. It's like they had the a time. radar for undercover cops. The one guy that was an undercover cop, and he wasn't looking for drills. He was in the area on another job. Like, he was doing intel on another job undercover, and these guys came up to him and were like, hey, so buy these drills. And he was like, I guess I got to do my job. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, how bad an intuition do Sam and Doug have to have to pick him? So true. And then on top of that, I mean, I'm not trying to tell anyone how to do a legal activity, but have these guys ever heard of a pawn shop or eBay? Like... Yeah, you can make money way easier. Like, how... 
How did they were like, you know what doesn't look incriminating? Putting stolen objects in a pillowcase and walking around the city. <laughs> we won't walking the street. They're probably like a couple of blocks down from the Home Depot. And and then lastly, by all means, take the tags off. Bro, come on. Take the tags off. That rookie move. I, rookie criminals. I mean, again, not not trying to tell anyone how to do illegal activity, nope. but just saying. Think about it. All right, guys, we are going to take a break. We are going to hear from Tropidelic. Like I said, they just dropped this album. Here in the Heights. Brand new. I had to get in touch with their lead singer, Matt. And I was like, dude, can we jam on the Doc G show with your tunes? And he was like, yeah, you can jam on our tunes. And I was like, yeah. That's what I love to hear. Now, he didn't actually use the profanity. And then, and then he was like, yeah, back. He didn't use the profanity, but he was still like, yeah. So here it is. This is impossible by Tropidelics. Enjoy. Slowly, you felt our feet and you did your growing. It's all just progress. It's all part of the process. It's not about who does the most. It's who holds on the longest. In a way, in a way. It's not 
just progress It's all part of the process It's not about who does the most It's who holds on the longest And we are back here on the Doc G Show You just heard Impossible by Tropidelic right here on the Doc G Show, Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Dave? Guys, go to our website, www.thedocgshow.com. Listen to it while you're at work, while you're at the gym. I don't care what you do or where you're, what you're doing. You also, you know, mm-hmm. any of the apps, um, SoundCloud, uh, Apple Podcasts. What's mm-hmm. the what's the one you said the other week? Something about uh, tune in. Tune in. There tune you go. iHeart Radio. There you go. iHeart Radio. We're, we're also on there. We're yeah. on all of them. So, Player you know. FM. We're also on there. Wow. Wow. Yeah. What the? Yeah. I didn't even know all there were that many. Goodness gracious! But we're freaking everywhere. Oh, so, yeah. keep listening. Yeah. Tell your friends about us. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. You know what else, Dave? I'll tell you where else they're listening. Hmm. Yeah. They're where? still listening. In Maputo, Mozambique. Oh, yeah. Shout out. Yes. Maputo, your Puto. Day fun fact. Mozambique's Imp- Independence Day is coming up. Oh. June we, 25th, 1975. We, we, have yeah. to, we have to celebrate that on the show. Yeah. Happy Independence Day coming up to all those Mozambique listeners out there. We'll have more on that. And... Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to say too much, Dave. But I'm going to go ahead and say it. If we say get over it. a thousand listeners from Mozambique, we're going to have a whole Mozambique show. We're doing it. Right, we a are a whole Mozambique show. You guys, we're doing it. Get your friends, all your Mozambique friends in Maputo. Get them to listen. Maputo, the Do best it. city in Africa. I said it. I said it until yes, somebody he did. else. I agree. You better watch out, though, because I've got a couple of South Africa uh, uh, locations that I saw. South Africa's coming they're starting to get, They're starting to get hot. So watch out. you got to get your listens up. In the up. streets. Let's go ahead and get some more uh, shout-outs here. Shout-out to a specific yeah. listener, Emily Wilson, Bluefield, West Virginia. Shout-out to Emily. Oh, shout-out to Emily. Okay. Shout Thanks out. for listening. Uh, shout-out to Arlington, Virginia. Shout out to them. Shout out. Yes, indeed. Uh, Shout out to Dallas, Oregon. Shout out. Dallas, Oregon. Yeah. Okay. Didn't know there was a Dallas in Oregon. Uh, Shout out to a little bit down the way from us, DeLand. Shout out to DeLand, Florida. Shout out. Shout out to DeLand. I wonder who that could have been. Okay. All kind. who, Who knows? All kinds. All I know kinds we're getting we're getting too popular these days. Shout out to Riverview, Florida, another Florida. Thank you, Riverview. Okay, a little, a little farther ways down. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Shout out to Santiago, Chile. Shout out. Yes. Yes. It means what? Mm, that it does not. Nope. Uh, shout out to Dresden. I think you're wrong. To Dresden, Germany. Shout yes. out. Dresden. Dresden, Germany. Okay. Yes, Sounds indeed. Cool. Shout out to Cape Town, South Africa. See, that's what I was talking about. Shout out. Yeah, out. nice. Gotta watch out. Uh, I could be down for Cape Town being my favorite if they if they get the listens up. Uh, Maputo has something to say about that. Maputo number Damn one. Right. Woo! Uh, sh- 
shout out to Southampton, Pennsylvania. Shout out. Yes, Okay. Thank you for all the listens, folks. Uh, Dave. Thanks, guys. It's time to move on to our second second birthday suit. We can go second. Born on June 12, 1929, in Frankfurt, Germany. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm, another oldie. That's yes. Frank. Yeah. Think about it. June 12th, 1929. Frankfurt, Germany. Uh, as a young girl, she really liked to write. She really liked to read. They lived in an assimilated community of Jewish and non-Jewish uh, citizens of various religions. Uh, she grew up in this area, and in nineteen. Uh, 19- 34 her family moved to Amsterdam in the Netherlands where her father had a business opportunity uh, okay. our birthday suit wear loved the area of Amsterdam and assimilated well into the schools in Amsterdam but in 1940 Germany invaded the Netherlands and they began persecuting Jews, which mm-hmm. our birthday suit wearer was of Jewish faith. Uh, in 1941, or 42, sorry, our, our Jewish uh, birthday suit wearer had to go into hiding. Right before going into hiding, her father, on her 13th birthday, gave her a diary. Hmm. It was actually an autograph book that she decided to keep as a diary. She was in hiding for three years before the German Nazis found her and took her to Auschwitz. Hmm. In Auschwitz uh, in 1945. I'm gonna guess Anne Frank. Anne Frank is correct. Oh, let's go! Oh! Sorry, yeah. sorry. Sadly, uh, Anne Frank obviously passed away in 1945 due to the atrocities of the Nazis. Yes. Uh, over 1.1 million estimated deaths in Auschwitz of innocent people that did nothing. Insane. Nothing. Insane. 1.1 million deaths. That is uh, ridiculous. No one should ever forget that atrocity so that it never happens again. It's very uh, horrible, and one of the things that reminded people of that horribleness was the diary of Anne Frank that, of course, uh, published after she uh, after she passed away. Uh, they uh, published this book. It became a very, very popular uh, book. Ended up actually selling uh, 30 million uh, copies. Uh, I read it. Wow. Uh, I can't remember in what, what grade, but I read it. Yeah, um, we had to read it, too. Just, uh... You know, I met... Hmm? I was going to say, I met, like, three Holocaust survivors when I was in New Jersey. Jeez. Wow. Um, yeah, pretty awesome. Wow. Did they have... Uh, did the, Were they tattooed as far as their number? Did yeah. they have a number tattooed? Yeah, the, yeah, they had their tattoos, and they actually had, like, a little, like, like um... 
speech that they were going to do, like a little presentation. Yeah. But it was like the week after I left. And I was pretty bummed about that. Mm, man, that is that is intense. I can't even begin to think of how horrible uh, that would be, no doubt. Oh, exactly. Um, but the, uh, the book was called Anne Frank, The Diary of a Young Girl. And uh, mm-hmm. like I said, it came out, sold uh, around 30 million copies. Very, uh, very popular book. And now that we've talked about something that is extremely serious, I would like to U-turn and talk about something that's not that serious yes! on the same topic. Have you ever heard of the producer slash rapper Arnold is Dead? Hmm. Um, nope. Yeah, he's a he's a hip hop artist and producer. He was actually in Little Zan's uh, group for a while. Mm. Uh, and Who, uh, which group? A uh, Little Zan. Have you ever heard of Little Zan? Uh, nah, that sounds like some hip. Guy he's that I he's got know a, he's got a lot of tattoos on his face, and uh, he made a very big news last year when he said that he wasn't really impressed by Tupac. What? And he didn't think Tupac's music was that great, and it was sort of oh, boring. Oh, um, okay, okay. He okay. also made news by going to the hospital for eating too many fire uh, fiery uh, Cheetos. Wait, what? Uh, the hot Cheetos. Uh, wow, I didn't which, know that was possible. Which definitely makes you dope. Oh, yeah. Um, and, uh, nonetheless, makes you a wuss. it's not Little Zan that we're talking about. We're talking about Arnold is Dead, uh, also known, a.k.a. as Zan Frank, when he was in Little Zan's group. And the reason he's known as Zan Frank is because he has a tattoo of Anne Frank on his face. Wait, what? It's literally just a portrait of Anne Frank from his eyeball all the way down to his neck. Her face on his face. Yeah, that's right. That's a faceception. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Yeah, it's basically covering up the whole right side of his face. And, you know, to, to to his credit... I watched an interview with him. One of the first interviews that he did, like after he became uh, uh, this 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 hip hop producer, and uh, you know he was like, "Well, I I, uh, I had a class with a lot of uh, Jewish students. Uh, we we learned about the uh, Holocaust and history. History was one of the few classes that I actually liked." And it was really, I thought it was just insane, uh, the atrocities that uh, that happened during this time. And I was like, oh, well, that's pretty impressive. Wow. And then he was like, oh, her, her book, uh, it like outsold the Bible. Wait, what? And I was like, eh, okay, you didn't get points for that one. Because <laughs> uh, it didn't, no, right? I, I told you, no, it's, it sold 30 true. million. Uh, the Bible sold 5 billion. So he's a little bit off on that. It may have outsold the Bible like in the year that it came out. That may have happened, mm, but um, I, I just would like to take Anne Frank in a uh, you know a time machine if possible, you know, and be like, hey, listen, uh, horrible life ended tragically at Auschwitz, but guess what? In like sixty years, this guy is gonna have his your face on his face. Wait, what? What do you think about that? Yeah. She'll be pretty honored, huh? Like, I don't know what she... She'd be like, <laughs> what? And what does he do? And I'd be like, he does music. What? 
Why did he put my face on his face? Cause mm. he thought like your situation was serious and stuff. Mm. Would, wouldn't he just like mm. make a portrait? Nope. Like put up a picture? No. He wanted to put it on his face. Yeah. Goodness yeah. gracious. I feel like somewhere down the line, he's uh, 24. I feel like it maybe at some point, maybe, I don't know. I, you know, it's yeah, his maybe face. Like, he does maybe what he wants we'll to do with his face. You know, 48, what, we'll see what he thinks. Whatever, he does what he wants with his face. He wanted to put Anne Frank on yes! Nonetheless, uh, <laughs> Dave, uh, it's me. time to let the folks know some things that don't suck. I've got something that doesn't suck. Are you ready for it? I am ready, dude. Let's hit him with it. Things that don't suck. A list of consisting of Paul Rudd. And whatever the doc wants to say now. Uh, Dave, have you heard about this? It's been in the news a lot recently, especially for about the last three years. Pharmaceuticals are a little out of control with their prices. Hmm. I agree with that. Yeah, they're a little out of control. I'm all I'm all about that uh, you know, non-name brand medicine. I'm all in on that. Yeah, well and specifically, uh, one medication that's really out of hand these days is uh insulin. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Ins- dude, for sure. In- insulin uh in case uh, the folks out there haven't been listening, uh just Inform them. Just uh, on average have increased since the beginning, since since insulin came out in 1924, insulin has increased a thousand percent in price. Wait, what? That's that is with inflation accounted for. So accounting for the inflation, because obviously, like a dollar in 1924 is worth like a hundred now. That's accounting mm-hmm. for that inflama- uh, inflation. Right, and it's still wow. increased a thousand percent. In Colorado, over the last fourteen years alone, the price of insulin has increased five hundred and fifty-five percent. Just in the last fourteen years. Well, Jeez. I am happy to say this is the thing that does not suck. Colorado has been go. the first state to sign into law a cap on the price of insulin so that they cannot go over a hundred dollars a month so they are the first the first state that has gone into action that says anyone that uh, is paying out of pocket a hundred dollars is the cap as far as the price of insulin, which is pretty great because there are people right now that are paying roughly over $2,000 for insulin a month. Jeez. And yeah, I was going to say, you know, if you have to pay, let's say it's 3 bucks, 3 three thirty a day, like that's pretty pretty reasonable, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And it was 2000 in- Jeez. Yeah, and that's 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 a pretty average price. So uh, you know, it it was in the news the a couple uh, months back. Actually, there was a, a young man from Minnesota that died from just not being able, literally couldn't pay for yeah. his insulin, and he died from diabetic uh, 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 ketosis. And uh, wow. yeah, and so uh, very very important. So hats off to Colorado. 
uh, on this. And also in that, uh, their attorney general from Colorado is going to investigate why the prices have gotten so high. So they're going to look at the three pharmaceutical companies that make the synthetic insulin and say, hey, what's costing so much money? Are you just greedy turds? What's going on? So very good. Very good on Colorado's part. Hopefully uh, other states will follow suit. Fun fact, Dave, to follow that up. Uh, Do you know how they tested for uh, diabetes up to 1841? Hmm. Um, Cutting you and seeing how long it took you to stop bleeding. Wait, what? No. They tested by urine. drinking your urine. Ew. That was my second. Yes. <laughs> How gross is that? They uh, drank, I bet that guy got paid a lot. They drank your urine and not Ew. only that. Listen to this in 1960 uh, or uh, sorry, not 19. 1674 oh, an God. English doctor named Thomas Willis described diabetic urine as quote wonderfully sweet as if it were imbued with honey or sugar what oh my gosh it's like a white freaking wine that's just <laughs> gross like you could just he, be he enjoyed he, it he could have just been like as yeah, sweet instead he was like wonderfully sweet if it's it was delicious it's it's gross it's gross. Weird. I'm very glad this they took don't a have bad to do, turn. Very glad they don't have to do that anymore. That's good. But up until 1841, that's what they did. Jeez. That's what they did. It's gross. Gross. And on that note, I think it's Weird. time for our guest of honor. Girl, it's on. time to get London Brown <laughs> on the show. We are bringing him out, folks. Stick with us. We will be right back with HBO Ballers London Brown right here on the Doc G show. The Doc G Show, because sometimes you need something playing in the background. Every Wednesday at 7 p.m. on 99.5 FM, Spinnaker. This is 95.5 Spinnaker Radio. WSKRLPFM, UNF Jacksonville. Welcome back to the Doc G Show. Today, we are joined by comedian photographer, actor, and you probably know him as Reggie on HBO's Ballers, Mr. London Brown. London, how's it going? Hmm. Hey, man, how's it going? Everything is everything. How are you guys, man? Oh, we are doing good, man. We are doing good. You know, I feel like the listeners, they do. They they know you as, as Reggie. You probably get that all the time in the streets. People probably come up to you and say what's up reggie i'm guessing so true uh but i feel like that's selling you short man there's so much more to london than than just reggie so i wanted to take the listeners back um you were raised in westmont uh neighborhood of la and uh that's that's a pretty tough area Uh, i've talked a bit about this area before on the show because we had uh, rapper Quincy White on the show and uh, Quincy's from Athens Park which is right southeast there uh, both these areas real rough uh, impoverished you got you got problems uh, as far as uh, gangs obviously when I see everything that you've done in your life you were like the opposite 
of of Westmont's problems personified? Yes! I know this is like a loaded question, but how has Westmont shaped who you are? Hmm. Well, uh, for me, well, being from LA, I, this this probably this might have been the first time I've even heard of Westmont before. <laughs> uh, I'm telling you because I, I know they because even I know they've been changing the names and different things. Um, but I'm, uh, um, being from you know growing up in 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 LA, man, yeah, in South Central LA, it's. Uh, it definitely had an impact on my life and how I view things mm-hmm. in in the world because it's just it it, it causes you to be just very aware. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so, whereas you know, for anybody else, let's say if you, if you stay in a good neighborhood, then the most you're thinking about is just getting there on time. And let's say if a school, just the main thing that that could be concerning is just getting there on time and completing the work yeah but when you grow up in the hood it, uh, you have to think about which route to take to school um which route to take to and from school you got to think, think about the gangs that are at the school mm-hmm. you know um you getting roughed up by the police you you that's part of the culture that you learn early and so all these kinds of things you uh become a part of your lifestyle or become a um, a part of your conscious thinking mm-hmm. so that as an adult you navigate differently mm-hmm. and um, I, I, I don't take anything away from growing up in South Central LA mm-hmm. um, but it, it just it, it allows you just your navigational skills are I think are a lot sharper mm-hmm. you know what I mean and just more aware more alert and that kind of thing and so that plays into how we even um, make our choices as adults mm-hmm. because you're always thinking about what's going what are the repercussions of these acts uh it, it gets your mind thinking in that sort of frame yeah. and so um you know and, and tying us all back to you know not to be revoked about this but tying us all back to even with reggie and everything like that is that a lot of people sometimes they try to figure out am i am i like reggie yeah, uh, you know, and because they don't know when they're posting, you don't know what energy they're gonna get. But growing up in the hood, I run into a lot of Reggie type people. Oh yeah, and if, if we dig further into that on the on the active side of this, we say, well, what kind of person is Reggie? Reggie is very loyal to his friends, mm-hmm. but there's some insecurities there when he feels like if his best friend is being pulled away from him mm-hmm. by Dwayne Johnson character. Mr. Strathmore. Yeah. Well, where, where does that insecurity come from? Hmm. Well, when you grow up in the hood, a lot of people are, you, you lose friends to sometimes you lose friends to jail, uh, police brutality, gang violence. So when you do got somebody like a Vernon in your life, you want to keep them close and keep them protected mm-hmm. because you grow up in an environment such as South Central LA. Mm-hmm. I hope I was able to wrap it up in a nice pretty bow for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I have, do you think? Uh, you know, over your lifetime, has it? I would think since you grew up in the '80s, it it's it's gotten better at least at least some since you were growing up. Has it gotten any better in the area that you grew up over your lifetime? Hmm. Um, uh, I don't even know if it's gotten better. Gang activity is a lot more active now. A lot of gamers are into the whole idea of rapping and that sort of thing. So it's shifted. 
I don't know if it's gotten better because mm-hmm. uh, people are still dying out here in these streets. So I think it just may have shifted and uh, just a different temperature, but right. it still very much exists. So. What do you think? And I mean, you know, I know, I know you're not uh, a politician or anything along those lines, but I know you you are. Uh, you try to help the community, obviously. What do you think needs to uh, change? Hmm. Uh, you know, the the number one thing that needs to change that you think would would help the community the most. I think that uh, one major thing that might help um, to create some sort of change within the community is that there has to be some some unity mm-hmm. you know what i mean that's a fact um and i say unity and i'm speaking more so for black people mm-hmm. it has to just be more unity it has to be more uh less self-hate we we gotta start we gotta love ourselves first mm-hmm. and then that in turn i think um it helps us to, to spread the love outwardly nice. you know what i mean so I'll be an advocate for that, man. I'm like, man, we got, we got to learn, we got to connect, and understand that at the end of the day, you know what I mean? Uh, it's about connecting yes! with people. Anytime two people are unable to connect, it's usually because one of them has some core issues that they haven't worked out. Mm-hmm. And how, and how this ties to your initial question about what things can be, what can be a, an idea or a major change that would help, you know, uh, or what idea can help to bring about change. Yeah. I think that that's what it comes from. It's like, yo, we in the same neighborhood, you breathe and I'm living, mm-hmm. we both living, that's enough. So we should be able to respect each other and, and, and live. Mm-hmm. And that's all I'm about. So I, when I meet people on the street, random people, that's how I'm seeing people. Yes! I'm, I'm able to just simply respect them for living mm-hmm. and that's enough for me to connect and so uh that's what i'm about i'm about connecting with people um in a real way very nice well that's that segues a little bit into what i, I started with some heavy questions so true uh, uh <laughs> where you grew up but <laughs> but you know making those connections you make connections in a lot of ways because like i said when i introduced you you're multi-talented you do a lot of different things and I read in an interview that the first thing you actually started doing was was music. That's where you started, drums, piano. Uh, and and I gotta ask, you know, watching you on HBO and watching your stand up, do you do you still practice or play uh, with the other thirty eight other things you do, or did you run out of time for music? Hmm. No, there's uh, you know, uh, I still will play, you know. Mess around on the piano. If I like a song, I try to learn it. But that's my that's my own personal way of just trying to keep my mind sharp and and, and keep growing. Yeah. Um, by challenging myself to take on a new song, you know, and in, 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 on piano and just trying to figure out the chords to it and what have you. Um, but I, I'm a big fan of music. Now, so, what's uh, what's what's the favorite uh, genre and what what are some artists that you really get into? Oh man, I, you know what? Uh, woo, that's a good one. That's right. A couple artists I think. Well, I, I love R and B. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely love R and B. Love hip hop, and I love jazz. Uh, and neo soul, which is like jazz and hip hop, if you will. The so, Erica Badu, the 
that, Erica that, Badu. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I like alternative. I, I, I love like uh, Incubus, Morning View. I love that album. Nice. That's, a, that's a great album for me. I, I like it all the way, all the way through. Mm-hmm. It's an incredible album. But so it just depends on the vibe. You know what I mean? Like nice. Well, I saw I saw when uh, Nipsey Hustle. Uh, when he was killed, uh, you had a you had a post on your Instagram of Nipsey. Were you a fan of Nipsey's music? Oh man, major fan of Nipsey. So that t- that touched my heart, man. That that messed me up. Yeah, yeah. That did. I have to say, it, it definitely messed me up. Now, did you? I mean, because he obviously grew up fairly close to you. He grew up in L.A. Did you? Did you ever meet Nipsey? Hmm. Yeah, I met Nipsey. Um, we worked together on a project. Uh, on a TV show that I did called The Hustle. Yeah. Back in 2013. Yeah. And that's where I, I first had a chance to meet Nipsey. And um, he, was a good, he was a good dude. He yeah. was a good dude, man. So that that death, it touched my heart, man. Well, I mean... It still, it still does. I think I think what you brought up before when you were talking about uh, recognizing somebody, having that connection with a person and recognizing you both have... Uh, similarities. Uh, I, I think he realized that uh, at the end of his life and at the end of his career, that's what he was trying to do um, in a lot of things, that he was, you know, real, recognized, real, and he would try to connect with people on that way. And I think that's what I saw so many people, because I've talked to a couple of guests uh, since since he passed away, uh, and, and it was it was sort of the same same thing of, man, this guy... Uh, this guy got it. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, that was not. It's not cool, man. I'm still affected by that, actually. You know. Yeah. So it's, it's very unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so another way, obviously, uh, another talent, another connection here. Uh, that a lot of people go through is athletics, and obviously, ballers revolves around athletes. Uh, were you big into sports growing up? I did. Well, in school, I did the arts. Outside of school. I did, uh, I did sports. You know, when you grow up in the hood, I mean, naturally you 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 that's one of the options you do is sports yeah. because it's available. So I did, uh, you know, I did some church league stuff like that yeah. and recreational. But in but in high school, it was more about uh, acting and and drama. Yeah, in high school, I was I was strict to the art. You know, um, music and theater was what drove me. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, yeah. And, and so on that, actually, you know, I, I've heard you talk about theater and, and stand up before because that's really what you did uh, before really anything TV involved. And and you were talking about how you love the, the instant feedback, the rush of that captive live audience. Uh, you you don't get that feedback with TV. So when you're doing TV like Ballers, uh, what's the motivation on the TV side? What's the feeling uh, that you're trying to capture there? Um, I just, I just respect the craft so much, man. Yeah. Uh, and I don't really know what it is. I mean, because it ain't theater. Yeah. Theater is different. Theater is totally different. But you know, the, the same work applies. Only really, I only hope that the work is is good and people enjoy it. You know, and I just try to put my best foot forward and 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 be very present. Yeah. You know, singing for the scene and 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 bring that. So as far as the satisfaction of it, I think I just like, you know, 
don't get me wrong, it's great to get paid to do what I enjoy doing. Um, but the satisfactory uh, comes in with the challenge of breaking down a scene uh, every time I do it. Because every, scene, every script is different. So just understanding a script is exciting for me. Yeah, well, well, and talking about that, I, I've seen where you've mentioned that before as far as, you know, money not being motivation for what you do as an actor. And, uh, and I think that's awesome uh, because I feel like that's such a bad reason to get into any job, re- you know, regardless. Do you have uh, a good example of that that you could tell the listeners as far as when you weren't Led by money. Hmm. Oh, absolutely. There's, I've turned, I've turned out quite a, quite a bit actually. Yeah. Um. I give one example. My last few years ago, mm-hmm. as I was some rest, and they wanted me to go do this beer commercial, mm-hmm. and I was like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. And they made a big fuss about it. They was like, come on, it's international, it's big, it's big money. I was like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. Now, what they didn't understand is, I grew up with an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. So I know firsthand how how detrimental the the effects are from alcohol. Yeah, and so I didn't want to be a voice for alcohol. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have time to give them this whole breakdown about how I grew up. When I say I didn't want to do it for personal reasons, that should have been the end of. It. Yeah, but the conversation ended with. London, you should be lucky we even want to represent you, right? What? When they said that, needless to say, I fired them, I think, that next day or a couple hours later. Yes! The point is, is that if you don't, you, you got to be grounded to something. Because otherwise, you find yourself doing anything. Yeah. It's not about it's not about the money. It's so true. You know what I mean? Because if money if, if money is the thing that drives you, you will never be happy. You'll never have enough of it. Nope. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And, you know, I mean, the funny part is I hear people all the time, I mean, about all kinds of different jobs, service jobs, about nursing and being a doctor. And they're talking about, oh, how awesome it is to, to be in that position because how much money you make. And I'm like, that doesn't... Girl, come on. That's not the reason you get into those jobs. Nope. Like, I mean, right. you're supposed to be in those jobs to help people, not to be making money. And, I mean, you know, in all honesty, I think most entertainers, that's why they get into entertainment, is to help people, to make them feel better, to make them laugh, to make them cry, to make them, you know, go through emotions of being entertained. Uh, and if you're in that to just make money, that's you're not going to be a successful entertainer. You're not going to be a successful whatever it is um you were you were you were talking about bringing th- looking at the end game looking at the end goal and and i've seen you talk about that too uh, about how you're a speak it into existence type of guy a self-imaging guy uh and you said you're not uh-huh. surprised by a lot of things that have happened in your career because you've already seen them happen in your head uh right so building off of that do you think you could envision my show becoming the next tonight show hmm. uh because <laughs> you seem much better speaking these things into existence than me i haven't been able i think something's broken in my mind it doesn't seem to be happening but uh i wanted to add on that though because you uh along with that you you, you have some impeccable dress you're always you're always dressed really nice. That's right. You got the suits. You got great sweaters. You got scarves and 
glad you're always put together to the nines, man. Is that part of of the self imaging? Hmm. Uh, I think that I am a lot more cognitive of how I I dress now, especially when it comes to interviews, because on the business side of things, it is branding. Yeah. Um, and it's important for me to always look very, very uh, well put together if I want to be respected for the way I dress. If I want to be known for being um, a guy who dresses well, I should dress well, you know, fairly often. But also, as a straight guy, mm-hmm. uh, is, is what I'm represented for as well. Because, of course, gay guys already have the reputation of being very well put together and very posh and so forth. But now, the page I'm on is to say, hey, there there are some straight guys who also care about how we're put together and want to represent it and want to be, you know, uh, very astute in how we approach dressing. And so I know that when I do these interviews, um, the immediate interviews on TV and so forth, I know that the, the following sometimes millions of people. Mm-hmm. So it's important that one, that I look together, but then two, I don't know who's watching me. Yeah. So I'm going to be watching the editor of GQ could be watching me on something. The the guy, uh, the head designer for this brand of clothes, this clothing, I don't know who it is. So right now I'm playing what we call playing to the room. But also, the way we dress affects our energy, mm-hmm. right? And so think about it. If you've ever worn anything that, you, that was a little ill-fitting mm-hmm. or you were uncomfortable with, you, you're, you end up spending your evening thinking about that that mm-hmm. yes! instead of being present well Does that make sense yeah oh, it makes a lot of sense uh, on on the one the one side where you were saying sort of representing uh you know a straight man as far as as bringing up the uh the the straight man image of being impeccably dressed. I, I want to apologize because I'm on the other side bringing us down. So true. I'm, no, uh, don't feel that way. <laughs> don't feel that way, man. Your style of good counts too, man. It, it all counts. Okay. It all counts. Okay. We're just, it's, we're, we're. You know what? As long as you're comfortable. Okay. If you're comfortable in whatever you're doing, then that's the main thing. I'm very comfortable, so I have achieved that. Yeah. There we go. Okay, good. We're, Boom. We're both we're both comfortable. I like it. Uh, That's it right there. Since you're a, since you're a multi multifaceted self uh, imaging guy, I decided I wanted to do a little would you rather game with different career accomplishments with you. Hmm. So I'm gonna give you two scenarios. Uh, in, in career goals, and I want you to choose which one you would rather see in your career. Sure, let's go for it. Okay, okay. So the first one, uh, you could either have an HBO hour stand-up comedy special, where it's just the London okay. Brown comedy special, or a lead acting role in a Broadway like Hamilton-esque play. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. I'm going to go with stand-up. Okay. All right. Yeah. Nice. I want to go, go with stand up because with stand up, I don't need anyone's permission to do it. I like it. You know, it's it's and you. So, I, it's I, all I, you. Uh, that was a good one, man. But I'm gonna go. With, yeah, I'm gonna go with stand up. Okay. Okay. Now we've got uh, hosting Saturday Night Live or host hosting the Oscars. Oh, that's a very interesting idea. 
You know what? Uh, maybe SNL. Okay. Okay. Uh, maybe SNL. I'm gonna go with SNL on that one. All right. We've got we've leaned comedy both times. Okay. I like it. I like it. Yes! Uh, win a Tony or win an Emmy. Ooh. Tony or an Emmy. Uh, it'd be dope to win a Tony. Yes! Okay. Okay, okay, we went we went yeah, theater yeah. on that one. I like it. I like it. Uh, having your photography work displayed in its own exhibition at the Met or getting to be drummer on tour with your favorite band. <laughs> I think I'm going to go with my, my photography at the Met. Yes! Yeah, seeing, seeing, other, you know, a lot, seeing my art put up in that kind of caliber would be... Uh, would be very humbling and very flattering. Nice. For me. Nice. Okay, last one. Uh, having a lead role in a hit movie or having a hit TV series where you are the lead role, obviously other than, than Ballers. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. That's a good one. <laughs> That's a good one. You know what? Honestly, no, no, no. I would go with the lead, the lead in the... Ooh, yeah, I go with the lead in the film. Nice. Uh, only because I think that the, the film would reach a bigger audience. Um, but, but that's also part of the goal. That's what the plan is now. It's not even the goal. It's the plan what's in place, which is to do TV, mm-hmm. be a lead on a TV series, and then from TV, move on to... I mean, I've done some films, but move on to bigger films. Nice. Uh, so that's... And, and then ultimately bring my TV audience to film yeah. and bring that audience from film right back to the theater for stand-up so like it's, it. it's, it's all it's all in motion so they so they can feel it on a personal level in that live exactly. audience that's like right it. there you go boom I, I like it man well now that you've answered those tough questions let, let's talk about where you're at right now uh on the small screen on ballers right now you're recording the fifth season uh, and I and I think most viewers of Ballers they've grown to love your character. I'm betting there are some big curves in the plot in season five. Can you tell us if there are some big curveballs, or can you give anything away as far as what's coming? I think that um, I think the, the followers will definitely appreciate uh, will appreciate Reggie's growth. Yeah. Um, what I like the, uh, what I'm enjoying about this season is that we have the attitude of season one for Reggie, but the maturity um, growth of season five. And so, and then we got, we got a bunch of cool cameos. We got everybody from uh, Rick, Rick Fox. Um, we got Quavo. Uh, we got, I mean, it's just a lot. I think Steph Curry's in there again this season. Nice. Uh, we got uh, Odell Beckham Jr. is in there this season. Uh, so they got some cameos in there that should be pretty cool. Very nice. It looks like you know on the show you guys, you guys party pretty hard in the show. Uh, as a cast, do you guys ha- like you know go out have a good time together, or is it just having a good time on the set? Um, we don't really hang out outside of the set. Yeah. Um, just because we everyone has we just have these completely different lives. Like I, I do stand up and yeah. Dwayne working on film. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and we have Jasmine. Uh, she's having she's had a baby and so forth. So everybody has different different lives, but we'll get together sometimes for a cast like a cast event, beginning of a season or ending of a season, something like that. Yeah. But um, everyone's really you know 
when we when we do meet, everyone is, is, is always good vibes, always good energy, yes! and uh, everyone's always happy to see each other. Because I mean, when you work, we've been working with each other for for some years now, so you you become you know like a, another family in itself. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so that's kind of that's kind of how we vibe. Well, last last question on ballers. Uh, do do you have a premiere date yet for the the fifth season, or ha- have they released it yet? Hmm. Uh, I don't know. You might find out before I do. I, I don't. <laughs> I never really know until commercials or something start airing, and I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, so yeah, I, I have no idea when this is going to drop. Right. I'm, I'm assuming maybe um, summer or fall. Okay. You know, uh, late summer, early fall is when I'm, is when I'm guessing. That's usually when it's been dropping. So. Okay. We'll, 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 we'll keep an eye out. Now, the last thing I want to talk about is one of your other hidden secret talents there. I guess not hidden so much. You put it on Instagram every now and then, but it's cooking. Wait, what? Um, how how how'd you get into cooking aside from, you know, wanting to eat food to stay alive? So true. You know, um, uh, we started filming balls. I had to move out to Miami, mm-hmm. and basically, I had I had no one to cook for me, so I had to learn how to cook. But part of it was, um, so I started cooking that way, mm-hmm. and then I remember, um, sometimes guys would hit me up and would ask me about things to do for their girlfriends or whatnot, and it started going into sharing these small ideas about cooking mm-hmm. where I started to cook live so that people could just follow along and understand the process. Well, if you were auditioning uh, for cooking, what would be the one meal that you would cook to prove to someone you 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 could cook? What would you want to pull out and be Whoa. like, boom? What would be the one meal to prove that I could possibly do a little something in the kitchen? That's a good one. <clears throat> I might do some sort of uh, chicken, rice, veggies with a sauce meal. Okay. Of some sort. Any, any, uh, any uh, you know, region influence? Are we going uh, Tex-Mex, Asian style? Are we going European? What type, what type of flavors are we bringing in there? We're bringing black. <laughs> we're bringing black flavor. What, what is black flavor? <laughs> black, black flavor. <clears throat> Black flavor was just, just, very, just a very passionate approach. You bring And also because um, I've been laying off the salt for a while. Oh. And so a lot of my food, I you know, I don't use any salt. And I, I try to use a lot of natural seasons like, you know, fruit, lime, uh, you know, lemon, and, and, and especially lime. Yeah. Things like that. I also use some pepper and different things. But I try to definitely fall back off the salt. So it might be something like that. Or... It might be these breakfast tacos. Oh. A breakfast taco or breakfast, something breakfast related. An omelet, Sweet. breakfast tacos, breakfast sandwich. Because I, I, I love, I can appreciate a hot breakfast. Oh, man. Yeah. Breakfast foods are so, always the best. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Man. I mean, I know a lot of people wake up for cereal. That's oh. not really my type of morning. Well, I, black people don't really do milk like that, no way. What? <laughs> um, but <laughs> we just don't. But, you know, a hot breakfast. I, I, I hot breakfast with some sort of cheese, um, and it's you know, and, and that's the way to start the morning. Nice, nice man. I like it. Well, do you have any? Do you have any uh, stand-up shows coming up in the near future? Hmm. Yes, man. Uh, this week, I know I'm out in at the Ontario 
Ontario Improv. Uh-huh. Uh that that'd be going down and I'm at the comedy store this week. Nice. I'm nice. around. I'm around. Now, are you planning on coming back? Because I know you were down here in Jacksonville uh, last uh, last fall. Or do you have any uh, any big tours in plan where you might be coming across the the country again? Hmm. Yeah, I'll probably be moving around after we finish filming Ballers. Okay. Um, that's probably when things will pick back up again. Because right now I have to be pretty close because I'm on call. Right. With 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 filming. So right after filming, I'm sure I'm gonna be hitting the road again. Very nice. Well, London, we are against a break, man, but I want to thank you for taking the time to talk with us today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate you for making time for me. Thank you for coming. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, listeners, if he comes to your town, make sure to check him out. He's a fantastic comedian. Check him out on Ballers. We're going to be looking for that premiere date for Season 5 coming up soon. And follow him on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter at Real London Brown. We will be right back here on the Doc G Show. I've taken steps to hedge my bets. I made amends with most my friends. I paid my debts and stayed in check. I've shown respect, marvelous. I even got sober, but you can't get over all the shit I did when we were kids. And time will slower, but now we're older and more mature. But you're not sure if I'm a bad boy.
And we are back here on the Doc G Show. You just heard Tropidelic off of their new album, Here in the Heights. That was bad one. That's my favorite on the album. Yes! That's my favorite. I'll go. Oh, yeah. I'm going ahead. I agree. I'm putting it down. I love it, man. That's a good jam. I can listen to it. I got it on repeat. That's what I got. Also, I've listened to it like five times. So that's right. That's right. Uh, also, thanks to London Brown. Can't thank him enough. Big time HBO guy on our show. I mean, come on. Can you get any yes, bigger sir. than HBO? Nope. And he's such a nice guy, man. Such a nice. I mean, like I didn't. And he, I, he's so talented and like good looking, like better than us. I didn't. I didn't say it cool in the dude. interview, you know, because I've I've seen him get it a lot. But like, and he knows it. But he's a nice guy. He talks to anybody. He talks to all fans. Yes! He reaches out. Mm-hmm. He does things in the community for he, good causes. E- yep. Exactly, man. Exactly. I can't wait till uh, season five. And he said he's coming down soon to do some stand up uh, in Jacksonville. So hopefully. W- Hopefully we catch him on his way here. Uh, Dave, it is time. Yes, sir. For the third birthday uh, suit. Uh, I don't have too okay. much on this Sounds one. Pretty good. Uh, this one you you will get as well, but I don't have much on him. Okay. 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 Uh, born June twelfth, nineteen forty one. Again. Another uh, another somewhat old one. I will tell you, this one different, still alive. That's a fact. So there you go. Okay. Uh, Thank you. Born in Brooklyn, New York. Our birthday suit wearer went to Abraham Lincoln High School. Uh, and as a youth, he was very into sports and journalism or broadcasting. He then attended Syracuse University, their school for public communication from 1960 to 1963. However, he ended up graduating from New York University in 1965. Hmm. It was in 1963 on WCBS radio that he first commentated a New York Knicks basketball game. He went on to commentate New York basketball for almost 40 years. Hmm. While he was commentating those, he also picked up a job at NBC. And he commentated NBA on NBC from 1990 all the way almost until it was done in 2002. He also started commentating for TNT in 1999. In fact, he has been commentating the NBA playoffs and the NBA finals. His most known phrase is yes. Word. That's it. Just yes. Didn't sound like him when I just said it, but yes. Nope. No, it does. That I I mean I think the only guy that I can like think that's kind of old like that would be like uh, Marv Albert. Boom! Marv Albert yes. is correct. Yes. Marv yeah. Albert is correct. Turning his his yes his yes is much different than your yes. Well, you know, I mean, first of all, he's got he's got the New York accent to a degree. It's yes. shorter. Mm-hmm. He's a little bit older. So it's it's like mm-hmm. it's deeper, it's more definitive. It's yes! I can't do it. I can't do it. 
Yeah, that that was pretty good. Yeah, that was close. That was it was better, but it's not. good. It was better than your first. Yeah, exactly. So yes. Anyways, like anyways, he's turning the big seven eight. Wow. A lot of people are uh, are hypothesizing he's going to be the first commentator to make it to eighty and still be commentating games. Jeez. I hope so. He's pretty good. I like him. I like him. You know, yeah. I, I like I like the 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 blend when you get a Reggie Miller and a Marv Albert and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, and a Chris a Chris Weber. That's my favorite. I like yeah. that. I like that blend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, Dave, we've got some great shows coming up. Some fantastic ones. We've got High Re coming up next week. Fantastic. She's got her new album coming out. She's on tour with Slightly Stupid and Modest Yahoo. Say what? Big deal. Big deal, man. That's that's uh that's big time right there. Very excited about her coming on the show. We got multiple more guests coming on that I'm very excited about, but we're gonna have to cut it for now. I have been your host, oh, Doc man. G, as always. With me, as always, Dave Burles Berlin. Hmm. Man, this show went by so quick, I didn't even have time to come up with something creative to end it with. You don't have to. Nope. You don't have to. It's fine. You can just... I like to, though. Yeah, no, no, no. You just... Dave, that done. I'm just... just I'm, we're done here, Dave, Doc. out. See you, na- see you in a week. Exactly. See you in a week. Until next week, zip it up and zip it out. Zippity-doo-dah.